0: Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for December 24th. My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21. Everything. Bitching about sports, sports betting, horse racing, the whole nine yards. Uh, Instagram, everything sports betting at ETOF21 Sports underscore. Free horse racing picks on Instagram at ETOF21 Sports underscore horse underscore racing. Free fantasy football advice. At Etoff21sports underscore fantasy. If you guys listen, put in AJ Brown at that captain spot last night. 51 points. Wow. Wow. What a night of football last night. Coming to you a day early. Reason why tomorrow's Christmas. You guys don't want to be listening to my ass talk about sports on Christmas. Days of 24th. Quick little episode. We're going to talk a little NBA. Talk a little Thursday night review. And I will give you the three guys I'll be building around for the fantasy football DFS slate on Sunday. So let's jump right into it. First of all, with the football game last night between the Titans and the 49ers, perfect spot to fade. Varable is the new underdog king in the NFL, hitting at 70%, especially at home. At home, he's like 71%. Shanahan, 21% as a f- favorite. Just a perfect spot. 49ers, I mean, let's face it, when you look at the game that they played against the Falcons, Falcons were inside the red zone 16 times, no points. Inside the five-yard line, 12 times, no points. That score was a little bit misunderstanding. And the Titans, let's face it, they should have won the game against the Steelers. So you got a game, a team on the high, team on the low, perfect spot, got over the three, cashed it, no big deal. And more importantly, Titans were getting one of their big play weapons back. They got A.J. Brown back. And when you look at the secondary issue that the 49ers have, they're able to exploit it. The 49ers made freaking Russell Gage look like Jerry Rice. So you're telling me A.J. Brown wasn't going to be able to, to go out there and do his thing? I mean, we cashed the Titans plus three and a half, the Titans plus 155. We cashed A.J. Brown over 100 yards receiving plus 390, and A.J. Brown anytime TD plus 210. Absolutely of that game. Great way to start the week. Um, Titans, like I said on the Gino Bacala podcast, that's what G said. They're an interesting team that we could lock in the future. and They're going to be, they got Brown back. They've got Henry back. They're getting healthy and getting better, and everyone else has all these issues. So the Titans are definitely a team I'd be looking to back in the future market. In terms of the 49ers, I'm not a Jimmy G guy. I've said it for a while. I got hate on for a while. And it's kind of funny. Like, I say stuff, and no one says anything. And when I say stuff, it turns out to be right, and still no one says anything. So it's kind of funny. I mean, I'll say some outlandish stuff. Like, I said Jimmy G was a bust. People hated on me. Look at him. If Jimmy G wasn't a bust, the 49ers wouldn't have taken Trey Lance at the third round, third pick overall, and traded up to get him. That's what the 49ers think of Jimmy G. That's all you need to know. That proved my point right. So, um, yeah, 49ers, they're going to be a constant fade. They have massive injuries in the back four. um, So I'll be constantly looking to fade that team moving forward. And that loss last night, that's really going to hurt their playoff push because they're going to be a logjam of teams. And them dropping a game like that, that's definitely going to hurt him. Um, in terms of the fantasy build for this week, um, it's really interesting with the, right now with this fantasy build. What we're going to do is we're going to take Joe Burrow at 5,900. Burrow's averaging 19.2 fantasy points per game. The Ravens are giving up 19 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. And more importantly, last time these two teams faced off, Burrow had points in that game for fantasy. And then you look at the Ravens' back four. No Smith, no Stone, no Clark, no Stevens, no Young, no Westry, no Washington, no Elliott, no Humphrey, no Peters. They're taking guys that they brought in as running backs and put him in the back four. By us having Burrow, that means we're going to have exposure to T. Higgins, who's been playing lights out. Tyler Boyd, that can go off at any moment. And Jamar Chase, who's kind of disappeared since the last time he went off against the Ravens. So I like Burrow here, 5,900. Paying down for him is really going to open everything up. So we're going to lock in Joe Burrow. Um, The next guy we're going to look at was we're going to look at James Robinson. Yes, I know. Eric, you hype up James Robinson more than anyone I know. Hear me out, guys. The Jets are giving up 121 yards per game and the most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. That's number one. Number two, they fired Urban Meyer midweek. So we all know, like, NFL game plans are installed at the beginning of the week. So the game plan going into the Texans game, that was an Urban Meyer game plan because the coach isn't going to change the game plan midweek. So looking at that, and then also you got to remember Bevel has relen- has given up play calling duties. Now Brian Schockenheimer is going to be calling plays. Now when you look at what Brian likes to do when he calls plays, 30 times per game in a when he was the play caller at Seattle, that's how many times he liked to rush. Jacksonville this year, 22 per game, so they're probably going to be running the ball eight times per game, at minimum five times per game more, and those touches are going to be going to James Robinson. The Jets defense looked made all those made Duke Johnson look like a god. I mean, think about Duke Johnson signed up from the practice squad, looked like Herschel Walker against this Jets defense. You're telling me James Robinson isn't going to be able to do the same thing? I love James Robinson in here. Um, A little preview to a fourth and inches on Sunday. I'm going to lock in Robinson over 100 yards rushing. I mean, that should be a juicy 200. I just love this matchup. James Robinson is an absolute hammer in this matchup. Just because he's going to get more opportunities facing the worst rushing D in the whole NFL. So right now, he's another guy who's at $5,900. Now... This is where it gets dicey, the wide receiver position. So number one, if Jared Goff plays, now we don't know if Jared Goff is going to play because he's on the COVID-19 list. If he plays, I'm going to look at St. Brown. He's going to be going up against Darren Hall against the Falcons. Hall is giving up a 79% catch rate and the Falcons are giving up the eighth most fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. And when you look at Brown, over his last three games, he's averaging 21 fantasy points per game. He's really established himself as the wide receiver number one in this Lions offense. And props to Jared Goff. Jared Goff looked like a little baby. I'm not sugar and at the beginning of the season. Now, he is playing great, and it's really an interesting position what the Lions are in. Lions can now use one of those top picks and get a defensive lineman instead of chasing a quarterback because the way... Goff has played to close the season. So if Jared Goff is playing, we're going to lock in Brown. Now, if Jared Goff doesn't play, this is where it gets interesting. You have two options. You can obviously play it for Cooper Cup. Um, Minnesota is very susceptible in the secondary. Cup lights out, getting all the targets per game. But he's over $9,000. And the fact he's over $9,000, I don't like him. What I'm going to do is I'm going to look to actually play Tyler Lockett. Lockett is coming back. Um, he is he is insanely cheaper. Lockett is only $6,700. Bears have all those issues in the back four. With those issues in the back four, you can really look for Lockett to have a huge game. Now, another cheaper option would be DK Metcalf. So, same reason. Bears have all the issues in the back four. Um, And let's face it. Bears have kind of, they're done. I mean, <laughs> they are fucking done. And I really think that this is going to be a blowout for Seattle. My only worry is Seattle' season is over. We haven't; they haven't been in this position where they haven't made the playoffs if they shut down Russ. But that's going to be the four. Let's assume that Goff actually does play. So with Goff does play, that means our quarterback position we have Burrow at fifty nine hundred, running back James Robinson fifty nine hundred, St. Brown at fifty six hundred. That leaves you guys thirty two thousand dollars. To make your DraftKings up. Christmas Day is always a big day for the NBA, and who else to come on and talk NBA than one of the original guests of the show, Shy from iSports. Shy, how you doing today?
1: I'm good. How you doing?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. You ready for hopefully this Christmas Day of basketball, if it happens or not? I'm not sure
1: if it, I don't, I'm not sure if it will happen, but of course, I'm always looking for some good basketball games.
0: So, the first game we want to touch base on is we want to touch base, the, the, the session starts, we have the Atlanta Hawks going to visit the New York Knicks, even though that playoff series really didn't last long last year, it was a pretty interesting playoff series. Um, My one worry is the game on the 19th was postponed for the Hawks. They're supposed to play today, but... Galinari, Lou Williams, Trey Young—I mean, that's a lot of star power that's out for the Hawks, We're supposed to be playing at the Garden. Do you have any like thoughts on this game? Do you think this game is going to be played? Where, where's your head with this game?
1: Well, I will say that I, I do hope that the game that the game is played, but it's kind of hard to ask players to go out and play with this COVID outbreak. But um, it is also kind of hard to ask a team to go out and play when their main stars are out. That that kind of sucks. But if the game is played, I definitely have the Knicks winning because of Trey Young being out and Gallinari and the rest of them.
0: And it, you, it's kind of interesting. You touched on that just because. When was it? Last week the um the Raptors Bulls were canceled because the Bulls didn't yeah. have enough players. And then they have to play again this week, and the Raptors had to pull up seven guys from the uh, G League. So it's definitely, like, we're, we're starting to yeah. see, like, some stuff, like, definitely factor other teams. I mean, I agree with you right here. I mean, like, if there's no Trey Young, I mean, no Lou Williams, no Gallinari, I mean, I see the Knicks winning this. Um, you know, you and I haven't talked basketball for a while. One of the bigger disappointments has obviously been Kemba. Kemba's completely out of the... Um, out of the rotation.
1: Rotation. Yeah. God, that, that's crazy. That
0: is so crazy. So, I mean, A, do you think he can find his way back into the rotation? Or is he just going to be cut? Is he just going to be dealt for to, like, hypothetically, the Thunder Pistons, one of those teams that's in the rebuilding that can use the salary to kind of manipulate it to get more picks? Or could, could you see him as this is one of the guys because your Lakers are in trouble – you could could you see this is like one of the guys LeBron tries to bring in and try to help start his career back up and help LeBron try to win one more ship in LA? Nah, I
1: don't I don't see him in Lakers. I don't think that he fits the scheme that the Lakers play. But I don't I don't see the Knicks um releasing him. I, in my opinion, I think that he should be playing over Burke. Burke's kind he, he hasn't been playing out there with Lakers. So I I think he should be in the
0: rotation. Now, another thing is the next game is the Boston Celtics, excuse me, going up to the Milwaukee Bucks. And, I mean, you want to talk about teams ravaged by COVID. Listen to this
1: yeah.
0: lineup the Bucks rolled out, okay? okay. This okay. This is their starting lineup. Boogie Cousins at center. Javante Smart at guard. George Hill at guard. Sandu Malakosi at power forward. And Jordan Norah at forward. That is the... The last game they played, that was the lineup on Saturday that they rolled out. And that lineup lost 119-90. to 90. I mean, they wow. had no... Lopez is dealing with a back injury. He's going to be out for a while, hence why they brought in Boogie. Um, Middleton, knee hyper um, your cousin, right, Achilles. Um, I think it was just a rest day for Holiday and Antetokounmpo. And then, no, sorry, Antetokounmpo, Portis, and Matthews were all in COVID protocols.
1: COVID, yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's another big star. Like, not really... What he's doing, he's at a historic pace, but he's not really the face of the league by any means right now. But he is a budding star, and people are starting to notice him a little bit. Um, God. And then on the flip side, you got the Celtics. Celtics are so desperate. I don't know if you got the news clipping. (laughs) They signed Iso Joe this morning, and he's been playing Um, in the big three. Um, Now, I'm here. I'm pulling up. The last game of the Celtics game, I really don't think the Celtics. I don't think have been that strapped by COVID. Um, Yeah, the Celtics had everyone going last game. They had Brown, Smart, Schroeder, Tatum, the whole nine yards going. Um, Obviously, no Middleton, no Giannis. I mean, you got to think the Celtics are going to go into Pfizer and handle handle the Bucks, no? They should. Well, I'm just saying
1: this. Everybody that you name for the books, like the starting five, they're old. Um, and probably should be out the league or they players I've never heard of so that, that sucks for them but if the Celtics can't get this win against the Bucks on Christmas with that lineup then they should fired a coach and break the team up
0: I mean the Celtics are really an interesting team I've never really been a Tatum guy um, I was always high on Brown uh, it's really obvious the marriage that these two have had it's just yep. just crumbled apart um, mm-hmm. they're at 15 and 16 right now six and, a half gate, six and a half back of the Nets who are in first place Um, so if, hypothetically let's put on your GM hat you're the GM okay. of the, you're Brad Stevens yep. a, so you think they should break them up or you think they should give it one more year I, I
1: think I think in the NBA you don't of course us as humans we get older every year so it's almost the Celtics are one of those historic organizations where you don't – you kind of don't want – you want to wait because you want to give the young kids time to develop, but because of their history, you kind of want to win now. So Brad Stevens, he's pretty young. He He's not an old guy. So I think in his mind, he's more so, well, let's wait one more year. But you don't want to wait more. You, In my opinion, I wouldn't wait another year because – you have, obviously, a top-ten player in Justin Tatum. And in my opinion, I do think that Tatum Brown is the best player on the team. And if one of them get injured, then that takes away any trade asset that you can get for either one of those guys. So I'll go ahead and trade them now. Yeah. Whatever they want to trade, I do it now.
0: Because, I mean, you have Marcus Smart, who's going to be a valuable trade asset because of his defensive yeah. intensity. And then you have the two-headed monster in Tatum and uh, and Brown. So I, I totally agree with you. I think it's at the point right now. The Celtics, I mean, you know, they couldn't get over the hump when both those guys were young and getting the getting the finals. So I think they just gotta lick their wounds, understand that trading for Kyrie didn't work out for them because, oh, yeah. you know, didn't work out for them, and you know, hit a soft reset and try to get some more assets, some more pieces that go along with um, with who, whichever one of the two stars.
1: They, they keep.
0: Yeah, whichever one of the two stars they have, they they elect to um to build around now the next game on the christmas socket is the golden state warriors travel to the phoenix suns now this is this is the main game this is the big game of the day you have two of the best teams in the west um the suns 25 and 5 warriors 25 and Mm 6 where's your head on this game what are you thinking and what do you think of both teams
1: Starting with Golden State, I, um, I'm just saying they they have the best shooter in the world on their team, the best shooter to ever play the game. So it's kind of always hard to not kind of give them the win because they Steph Curry. But you also, but with Venus Suns, you also have Chris Paul, one of the best home guards to ever play basketball. Um, I like I like Golden State. I like Phoenix. I watched the Phoenix game against the Lakers last night and um, um, the Suns' big guy, I think he will
0: be the factor of the game. Yeah, because the, 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 the Warriors factor, really yeah. don't have anyone that can guard him. You know what I mean? Yeah. They really, I mean, they really are susceptible. I'm sorry to defending, um, to defending bigs. I mean, you look at that yep. lineup right now. Wiseman's still hurt. Um, yep. Yeah, so I mean, there there's a definitely a hole. You know, in the middle of their lineup, um, Suns have kind of surprised me this year. I really thought they're going to have kind of a quote-unquote finals um, hangover, being up 2-0 and not able to close it. What um, you have to be kind of surprised by what the Suns are doing, no?
1: No, I'm, I'm not surprised. I think I think when you have the, the leadership that Chris Paul give give all those young guys, and you also have Jake Crowder. I'm sure he uh, he's a great leader. I I, I don't like Jay Crowder as a player because he's very aggy on defense but and he cried on defense too and offense but I'm sure he brings a lot of leadership to the team and it's kind of it's kind of hard to count any team out when you have that type of veteran leadership in their locker room and I also like I love that campaign addition I, I don't like campaign because he's aggy on the court but I love that addition he's a great backup yeah and point guard for Chris Paul
0: yeah I always thought like another thing if with my head, the way my head spins is I thought there'd be a little tension just because they elected to extend bridges on the rookie deal, but they didn't extend Aiden. And that really, that really shocked me. You know what I mean? That really shocked me. They didn't get that done. Um, Warriors. I mean, they're at 25 and six and clay is coming back next month. I mean, that's kind of mind mind boggling. you I think it's unrealistic. He's gonna walk in and be their second best player right off the get go. But like, he's gonna be walking in there, and come playoff time, when you factor in what Clay brings, if you had to pick a team right now to win the title, the Warriors have to be at the top of the list. I can't
1: say that. I disagree. All the only reason why I disagree because Clay he's two years older and two major injuries in and. I've seen it with my own eyes. So when, when when you have those kind of injuries, it's kind of hard to come back from them full speed. You can practice, you can play d League, but when you when you get in that court going full speed, it's a different ball game. And I don't know if um, Clay can bring that, that defense that he once um, brought before he got hurt. I mean, his, his shooting, you yeah, of course he'd be able to shoot, but will he be able to keep up with those young guys? You got to remember, um, Golden State is a an older team with um stealth and green but they also are, they also a young team. You got you got Pooh and um who else they got on the team? I can even think right now. You have Pooh, Wiseman. Will Clay body so be able to keep up with those young guys? And until I see him play in, in their rotation, I can't put them in a contest just because they're twenty five and six or twenty five and five. They do look good.
0: But I do think that they'll
1: kind of dwindle down a little bit and start losing Mm
0: -hmm. um, coming new year. Oh well, I mean, I think it will take them a little time to get accustomed to everything. I've always been a Clay Thompson guy. He's one of my favorite players to to play, and you know, you make up a good point. You know, I um way back when I had a pretty bad ankle injury and that kind of ruined like the stuff I could do with my explosiveness, and my jumping ability. So hopefully. Clay has a little bit better rehab than I had than way back in the day. Um, Okay, yeah. Now, in terms of the next game, the next game we are going to see on Christmas Day is the Brooklyn Nets are going to face your Los Angeles Lakers. Now, your Lakers lost to the Phoenix Suns the other day 108 to 90 um I mean they signed Isaiah Thomas off the street and he played 25 minutes I mean yep what is going on a with your team and what what do they need to do like because I mean like we'll both be honest like they're they're sitting at seventh in the West at sixteen and sixteen. Both okay. both of us knew this was going to take a little time for them to mesh, but yep. we, I thought by now they would have some stuff figured out. It doesn't look like they have stuff figured out. Like, are yeah. you are you are you panicking or are you just kind of like, eh, no. you know they'll they'll be fine. No, they'll be fine. Um,
1: it's it's, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to win when you when first of all the Kobe stuff. This number one. And then the thing, the, the injury bug. Um, I, Lebron Westbrook, and AD, they they haven't played a full twenty games together, so it's kind of hard to kind of say. It's kind of hard to panic. I mean, when you have Lebron on your team, I mean, there's no reason to panic. But I'm to be honest, I'm not really worried because I because I know when the playoffs come, I know what kind of player Lebron is. I also I also saw AD in the playoffs what, in 2019 when he was healthy, so.
0: I'm not worried. Now, he's out, what do you get, knee injury. So he's out four more weeks.
1: Four, four weeks, yep.
0: So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about. But that four weeks could be a little bit of critical time. Because you want to go into no. the all-star break. You know what I mean? Because like, you want to go into the all-star break with some sort of momentum. Um, what it, Well, I would say it
1: comes down to rotation. Um, I know I, I watched the game last night, and I know Dwight Howard was in COVID protocol like for for like two weeks, a week or two, and he was back last night. But they didn't even play him. I didn't I didn't get that. How how you play DeAndre Jordan over Dwight Howard basically the whole game? Um, I, I feel like they should have tried to put insert Dwight Howard in the rotation at the end and we lost. So nice. yeah, it also depends on the rotation, the coaching, and just being able to come together as a team and kind of put together, piece together
0: so um, pretty good wins until AD is back. Now, A, I have two two questions for you. Number one, yeah. one of the hot rumors is the Lakers trying to get Jeremy Grant from the Pistons. Is, I would love that trade. Now, realistically, I mean, we would, looking at the Lakers roster, I mean, probably... They'd have to throw in Horton Th- Tucker probably, a draft pick, and then maybe I don't know. Like somebody like the hit like an Isaiah Thomas to be still in the rest. Some, someone like that. So an older guy with like a one year or two year left on his contract. I don't even know what Um, is that something you'd you'd look to or like would you, like what what would you would you be willing to give up um Tucker for Grant?
1: If you know if you know basketball, you know that Jimmy Grant is a heck of a player, and he he brings it on defense. He brings it on offense. He, he's not he's not a scared he's not a scared player to do anything. So hell yeah, I'd be willing to trade Jimmy Grant. Yeah, I mean trade for Jimmy Grant. I think it'd be really hard to trade THT because of his. You see how good he can be, but the Lakers, like I said about the Boston Celtics, the Lakers are one of those historic franchises to where it's not. Let's wait to next year. Let's wait to the next two years. Let's it's, let's win now. So, um, yeah, I'll be with it. And James Grant, it, he's still pretty young too. The only there's three players on the lake four players on the lake team who I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade LeBron, um, Anthony Davis, Malik Monk, and Westbrook. His opinion is the only person that i trade for Westbrook, who i trade Westbrook for, is Damian Lillard. But those are the only four players that, who I feel like is untouchable,
0: everybody else is tough. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Grant is Grant is showing, like, he can he can close a game. I think that would take a little bit of pressure off LeBron on both the offensive and defensive end of the ball. Um, and yep. the ball moves on his hands. It's not like Westbrook when it becomes a little a little stagnant. Stagnant. Now. Yep. On the flip side, I mean, the Nets, I mean, Jesus Christ, 21-9. and nine, They're playing without um, Kyrie, who has the whole vaccination stuff going on. But my worry part for this game is this. Their last two games now have been canceled. Yep. Because of the COVID outbreaks that they have going on within their – oh, excuse me. They had a game Sunday against the Nuggets canceled. Tuesday against the Wizards, and the game tomorrow against the Trailblazers canceled. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's three games in a row. It's going to be a week since they played. Um, I can see them coming off a little slow in this game. And let's be honest, we really don't even know who's going to be playing. Right.
1: For then, them. Right. Players are being put on the COVID reserves. I, I just got a notification about Luca. Make it tweet him, and so it's so it's like you just never know. You helped today, and tomorrow you're on the COVID reserve.
0: So I don't even know who's on play. Yeah, and then that kind of stinks because this is like the quote unquote showcase day for the yep, um, for NBA. Yep. For the NBA. Now there was one tweet like Naren's Noel, He went on it. Um, Mavericks signed Brandon Knight. Um, there is one tweet I'm trying to find from Schefter here. Um, Hawks have five day, play, no, from Wojo, Hawks have five players in COVID protocol, two injuries. So, I mean, yep. I'm trying to find this. Um, so in terms of this game right now, the we're just talking about, excuse me, the Lakers and the, the Nets, I mean, it's kind of hard to come up with a prediction gun to your head. How would you predict this game?
1: Oh uh is Kevin Durant in the code protocol no. No. He is not. Being a little biased, of course I'm a Lakers
0: fan. Um I think
1: I, I think the Lakers show up. I think I think that'll be a game that Carmelo and in- I think that'll be a, a Carmelo Anthony game. Mm-hmm. Or Carmelo Anthony have a good game. And hopefully Malik Monk is back. And the White Howard came back. Hope with T H. T. back, so I'm, I'm going
0: to take the Lakers in a really, really, really close game. Okay. All right. Um, and the nightcap is the Dallas Mavericks going to Utah. You said it a couple minutes ago. No Luka this game. Mavericks have also, you know, they've kind of been a little bit of a disappointing team playing 500 ball. Um, You know, what uh, what do you think about, A, the situation of the Mavericks? B are the Jazz? They're off to another hot start, but are we at the point where the Jazz are just a good regular season team that can't do anything in the playoffs still? And who do you like in the game?
1: Um, so I would see I like Utah in the game on because when you don't have your star player, asking Luca, it's kind of hard to win. Um, Utah is a regular season is a regular season team, right? What, I think they were number one. If they were number one and are number two last year in the West, got you know, put out. Um, I predict. I predict the same this year. They'll make it to the playoffs. Get put out. Get put out rather quick, and hopefully, make sure they probably do the same thing. But um, the Mavericks, mm, they're just not that team to me. It, it, it's not surprising so to me to they have five hundred teams. They it, it's just dirt. Since they're, since they're in the whiskey um,
0: showdown in Dallas. They just is really don't have, like. Porzingis, I really feel, is not a good number two. I'll say it.
1: Porzingis is terrible.
0: <laughs> you know. So I really feel like, in terms of matching someone up with Luca, they just did an awful job. You know. Um, that story came out. I don't know if you read it by Tim McMahon. Uh, Tim McMahon. Um, how. Uh Carlisle really didn't like Dennis Smith, and Dennis Smith and Luca were best friends, and Carlisle tried <laughs> to pick. So I mean, Dennis Smith, like a, someone like that. Uh yeah, I'm not saying like Smith would have been that player, but someone kinda in that more like mold. A wing, a guard, someone that can jump shot, be yep. explosive to the rim. That's who you need with Luca. Not a big seven foot white guy coming off me ma- who's had major knee injuries in both knees that can barely move. You know what I mean? Like,
1: but you got, but but you but you guys to be honest though. When, when they first made the Trey, I'm sure. Well, I know me. I was like, okay, I think that'd be a good pair because he, you know, he was really good. He was a good pick. Well, no, I don't think he was a good pick. But he did well with the Knicks. So I thought when they picked, I thought when they traded him, I said, okay.
0: I thought I so too. Duo. But then the more I watched. From body language because of my psychology degree I kind of sense like both of them really didn't like each other just because you Me could too. see like the body language and everything and I mean like hell dude like I still bump the poor Zingas rap songs dude I mean I, I love that guy I just don't think like in terms of basketball him and Luca like are like the mesh that you like you need and um, I think Luca's out of shape I think um, the main thing that took LeBron to the next level when he was this age, that took Giannis to the next level when he he was at that age was those guys really toned into their bodies, toned into their diet, toned into their workout. Mm-hmm. So they could mm-hmm. so they could take the grind. I mean we all saw Giannis go down. We all thought he tore his ACL. He was back in three days. You know what I mean? And that that's but that's like, if he doesn't do the work in the gym with his flexibility, his strength, his sprints, that doesn't happen. LeBron, I mean, look at LeBron. For the first, what, 12 years of his career, he never had a serious injury. Now he's on the back end of his okay. career. He's starting to get banged up a little bit. Um, no. I just don't know if Luka has the gym work ethic that those two guys have. Nah. It's, it,
1: no, I, to be honest, I don't think nobody else have the kind of workout ethic. LeBron, LeBron and Giannis have. in. I wish, I really wish that AD had that, because if AD had that, I don't think he would be as injury-prone that he is. Um, So, no, Luca, nah, he doesn't have that in
0: Yeah, he just gets, um, yeah, AD gets banged up a lot, man. Like, like a yep. lot, you know, and like... Yep. It's not to the point where it's like the Greg Odom, where it's like, he's done, but it's like... A lot of critical times he gets banged up. I mean, I'll give him credit. I thought in the playoffs last year, he he tried. He attempted to play, but he was just kind of hurting his team just because he couldn't do anything. Yep, I agree. So so just to recap, you have the Knicks, you have the Celtics, um, the Warriors game. Who do you have again, Warriors-Suns? Who do you have again, Suns? I
1: have the Suns, again.
0: Um, you have your Lakers against the Nets. I'm gonna call you I'm gonna call you a Homer on that pick. I think that's a Homer pick by you, but that's just me. <laughs> um and then you you have the Jazz because of no assuming no Luca in the nightcap. Yeah, and, and, you, and Utah playing good
1: basketball too. They're playing real good basketball right now, so I guess why I have to go
0: with Utah. Yeah, yeah. I mean Utah's a tough place to play. And I mean, Utah did something really sneaky that I really don't think a lot of people caught up on is who was Donovan Mitchell's favorite player growing up, Dwayne Wade. Who did they bring on to be a part owner? Yep. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Wade. You know what I mean? So it's like just that little sneaky stuff teams do. And like reading that Tim McMahon, that Tim McMahon article. Excuse me. Um, Carlisle wanted Donovan Mitchell. Could you imagine a Luca Donovan Mitchell backcourt? Yeah. That,
1: yeah. That would have been
0: nice. Oh my God that would have been. But then again, on the flip side of that, the Mavericks probably wouldn't have been in that position to draft Luka because Mitchell is so much better than Smith. You know what I mean like Yeah. Like yeah. they would have been in a different I, position. So Yep. Yeah. Um shy I'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to come on. Talk we I said 15 minutes, we went about 28 minutes, so I apologize for that. Um talking a little NBA why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media?
1: So you can follow, you can follow me on Instagram. it at sports, E-Y-E-Z-S-P-R-P-Z. And the same on YouTube. I haven't made a, a video for YouTube in a while. But I'm going to get back on it in the top of 2022.
0: All right. Guys, make sure you give her a follow. You and your family, have a lovely holiday, my friend. And, uh, you know, we'll talk soon.
1: Happy holidays. Bye-bye.
0: So that's it for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe, make sure you're following me. I'll be posting all my free college basketball, NBA bets, and Better Than Vegas. We'll be on their fourth and inches show, giving you the NFL stuff. Uh, let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Also, it's my mom's birthday today, so I'm going to pop some malt wine with her. Happy birthday, mom. I love you. Until next week, my friends.